0: Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. You know, boys and girls, the Shortcuts program is such an important proving ground for the next generation of filmmakers, and guess what? If you're within the sound of my voice, that must mean you're in the seats with Once More. As always, my name is Dave Voigt, and I'm the host of this podcast, where we sit down with a wide-ranging variety of entertainment industry professionals. We pick their brain about current projects, state of the industry, how they got started, and so very much more, in a light and in a conversational fashion. You know, if you like how we do things around here, I'm going to assume that you do, because let's face it, you're listening right now. And if you are, please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Give us the old five-star rating on your podcast provider of choice. Uh, We're available pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google. And plus, we archive every single one of our episodes over at our In The Seats YouTube channel. So if you can give us a like and subscribe there as well, we'd absolutely appreciate it. Also, don't hesitate to check us out on social media. We're on the Facebook. We're on the Twitter. We're on the Instagram. We're on the Letterboxd. We're on the TikTok. And... Well, hell, we're probably at a few other places, too, at, uh, at In the Seats, for all sorts of fun updates, and finally. And I do dare say, most importantly, please pay us a visit over at In the Seats, intheseats.ca, for all the latest and greatest from the world of film, television, and basically the moving image at large. Because guess what? If we love to watch it, and write about it, and talk about it, we'd love it even more when you'd come by, and read about it, and listen about it. So please, pay us a visit. On this episode, boys and girls, we got a good one. We are, it's well, we are in the thick of the TIFF sanity uh, because the uh, Toronto International Film Festival, the 48th edition of it, is running from September 7th through the 17th uh, here in our fair city with uh, a myriad of fantastic selections. Even though there's not a lot of stars this year, there's still a lot of good stuff to see. So if you're on the fence, Take a chance, go see a movie. I do wholeheartedly encourage it. And I mean, one place to really take a good chance and and, and see some stuff is uh, in the Short Films program, in the Short Cuts program, specifically, as it were. There's usually five or six of them every year. There's six uh, this year. Uh, And we had the unique pleasure of sitting down and talking with one of the filmmakers in the Short Cuts program number two, which uh, is having its debut on uh, this coming Friday. Uh, at Scotiabank, if you love shorts, if you want to see something different at the festival, go see some shorts, because there's some good stuff. Uh, the one we are talking about today is we are talking with director Casey Lum about his short film, uh, Bloom, which uh, was really, really fantastic. It's a nice little sort of psychological look at our innate desire to sort of connect to nature you know, and and, and and how, you know, we go back to these things in our more fragile moments. And uh, it's really an interesting piece. And it is uh, uh, just, it's a good movie. It's starring Jodie Balfour, who you may know from uh, shows like Ted Lasso uh, and The Crown. And uh, it's from writer-director Casey Lum, who is definitely uh, a filmmaker on the up-and-up, who, because he's been... Uh, working on a bunch of different stuff including uh some tv series that are uh coming down the pipe he's done a bunch of music videos and uh uh we had the unique pleasure of sitting down and talking with him uh at second cup before uh uh a a big tiff press conference we had a couple of weeks back and uh he is uh well he's a fantastic interview and a really fascinating guy and uh I can't wait to see more from him because I think he's got—he's a filmmaker with some real potential too. But uh, like I said, if you're attending TIFF this year, you want to try something different. Go, go, go! Check out a shorts program. Uh, and but first, enjoy our talk with uh, one of the directors of those shorts. Like I said, the one only Casey Loom and his film Bloom because uh, it's a good little film and it was an even better talk. So uh, please enjoy. Congrats on the short, man. man. I Thank thought it was absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Walk me through like
1: the origin of, uh, of this story. The origin of the story is a. It started sort of over COVID. Thank you. It started over COVID um, during lockdown and being stuck inside with. I was a, sort of a new plant, uh, plant owner. Right. So I had new fiddle leaf figs and I was just stuck inside all day. And I sort of just watched the plant grow and change. And like every day there's a new sprout leaf. And I, I'd never been around plants that had changed that much. So it sort of gave me that the idea of this thing that's with you all the time. And it's like a living being with, with you. So that's kind of where the seed of the idea started. And then I was figuring out ways to show this, this change. Yeah. And the relationship, though I have, have an experience of a breakup like this, yeah. the relationship felt like the right way to show that change for this part. For sure. Yeah. Now, I mean,
0: I love that this was born out of COVID because, I mean, honestly, parts of it felt like it was almost like abstract sci-fi or horror, just with sort of the way you shot it and the way everything was staged like I'm kind of curious because I mean this really has a very distinct visual feel like because mm-hmm. you're either above or you're below you're never quite on par with, uh, with Jody but I mean talk to me a little bit how you wanted this to visually feel
1: visually I the, the main thing was it needed to be shot on film mm-hmm. so we shot on 35mm um, and we we wanted to just make it feel have a, have a one tone right like one, one tone throughout the whole thing and I think we got away. There wasn't really an, I, like, an idea to film, you know, above or below Jody's character, right? But it ended up falling into place that way, yeah. and it, it could have been the story did lend itself to like these shots of her walking down through the space, drunk, and we were, you know, kind of below her eyeline. Um, but yeah, shooting on thirty-five did really give it a that unique feeling that I don't think digital could do. Now I'm mean, shooting on
0: 35 for a short filmmaker. That feels brave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, uh, there's a resurgence of, of shooting on film. Well, for sure, yeah. And any chance I can get, I try to... Yeah, You've got to find some more funding, but I try to find that funding and get the film made. And people are pretty... Like, this was shot uh, on the West Coast, so right. in Vancouver they have means of finding film and shooting on 35 or 16...
0: Well, and there's a tactile to it, nature to it as well, right? Yeah. That it sort of adds an extra layer to the oh, production. Oh, it's so,
1: yeah, it's visceral filmmaking. You can hear the film running through the camera, so it's you know you've you got to perform, or do the best you can when you hear that. And, I mean,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, especially when you're shooting, like, a short, I can imagine, like, you're buying, you're buying like, end runs a reel. Like, you're not necessarily buying full reels.
1: We, uh, we bought... Four thousand foot rolls of, of new film. So, wow! Okay. So we did splurge a little bit, but um, but do, we do find short ends, and we do. For for the shower scene, we did use some old old stock that somebody had graciously given us. So I love it. Yeah.
0: Now, I mean, obviously, like how long uh, of a production is is going to be something like this? Because I mean, again, shooting on film it's going to take extra time. You're not necessarily going to be in playback sort of a minute later, you know?
1: Yeah. It took... We didn't didn't have a lot of time to shoot it. We shot it over two days. Right. It helped to be confined to one space most of the time. Um, But it it did pose a, a bit of a challenge because the space was so small that shooting both sides of the apartment, we had to, like move everything to one side, yeah. hide everybody, shoot Jody or the plant, and then flip. And then it, it, half, half the day was essentially moving. <laughs> and back and forth. Take a sip, please. Thank you. Thank it's you. early. It is early. And I flew over my bike handle. So <laughs> I need to. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. I got to ask, though, because it's one of those things where I'm always so fascinated by sort Of the process of short filmmaking because I mean, I know you've done a few and you've got like you just finished work on a TV show, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, what is it about the short film form that is mm-hmm. so important? Because I mean, especially going into something like TIFF, like people don't necessarily know or understand like what an important platform short film is to, for you to sort of get your stuff seen right. and sort of get other jobs.
1: Yeah, so this is my second short, um, and they are they're, they're just a great way to explore filmmaking and I'm always going to be exploring filmmaking but it's a great way to sort of try to get into the, the world of narrative and like right. you, you could be you could be doing experimental films but I try to stick to narrative and surrealism um, and this for me is an exercise in growing my growing my voice as a filmmaker so right and I, they do, like, I mean, I got into tips so it's amazing. And I couldn't have done it without even uh, trying to make this. Like, I, I couldn't have done it making it, I think making features feature a way larger feat. And it's right. a, a good way to, you know, take it one step at a time. Um,
0: yeah. And I mean, walk me through that emotion, like, sort of getting that call and, and being accepted, I've got to imagine it's... It's a different beast because, I mean, obviously, you're, you, know, you can submit to all the film festivals yeah, in the yeah. world and you'll get into some, you won't get into others, but getting to something like TIFF, which is definitely sort of a, a different tier, I, I can imagine it's got to feel great on your end.
1: Yeah, it, it feels amazing. It feels great that it's a Canadian festival as well, right. being Canadian. Yeah. Um, and just the impact it has all over the world, it's like all the eyes that, that see this festival, it's quite uh, overwhelming. And I'm, the, the funny thing is, is I got the, I was the second person to receive the, like, the call. Mm. First it was the producers, right. and I was playing golf with them at the time. And he's one of the producers running after me, Kristoff, like throwing his hands in the air. And I thought he was, I knew the announcements were maybe around the corner, but I didn't exactly know. Right. I thought maybe he got hit in nice shot, but it ended up being Tiff, and I was like, that's amazing. And I didn't play good golf after that because I was shaking. But... <laughs> <laughs> but that's better news than playing a good golf game. So.
0: How is, uh, uh, especially being Canadian and being at a, a festival like TIFF, how is that for just terms of, I guess showcasing sort of the breadth of like Canadian filmmaking and Canadian storytelling? Because I mean, again, when we look at the general public and, and they think, Canadian film, like, there's almost that sort of, you know, beachcombers, corner gas kind of mentality Mm. to it, but really, when you dive into it, Canadian storytelling and filmmaking and TV even has gotten so diverse and so complex.
1: Yeah, it's, there's a lot of great Canadian content out there, and I'm getting, I'm excited to, I also get, I start diving more into Canadian creators, Right. and it's amazing how many people you don't realize are Canadian, that are. Yeah that have made it big, and you look at their old work and, you're, like, I think that maybe Canadian content has a stigma that it's like, it's not American. Right, yeah, yeah, But yeah, I yeah. don't think, I think we can create just as great things, and there's more opportunities for it. Like, this uh, film was originally self-funded, but then I applied for the Art Council grant, yeah. and the Art Council, and got a grant. So it it really, there's, government's giving out like there's places to find money and create this type of stuff. Obviously you just need to go out and find it and uh, and do the work, but it's out there and the content can be made, and it's great. No,
0: and I mean it allows for such, uh, such a diverse array of voices as yeah. well, and I mean it's one of those things where you don't, you know, we have this preconceived notion of what Canadian content is, and usually it's a uh, well, it's a nerdy-looking white guy. I mean, it's me, probably. But I mean, in the in, like opposite, like it's it's so it's so not that. It's so many different other people, men, women, yeah, people yeah. all different colors, it's very, races, it's sizes. Very diverse.
1: Yeah, and you know, like it's a great time to be making films. Like as a underrepresented filmmaker. Yeah, I'm Chinese heritage, so it's there's opportunity out there to make to make things and for people to support it too. So a good time to be making films for sure and being man. alive <laughs>
0: absolutely man. now I mean I gotta ask I mean just to start putting a bow on this I mean it's a silly question but it's one I always like to ask yeah. was there like a movie or a moment in your life where you were watching something and sort of that light bulb went off and you're like you know what I gotta do this mm. you can say Star Wars if you have to but it, <laughs> just, is there something else <laughs> that's, that's a deep
1: question I've never been asked that I so it could have been I mean I've watched movies growing up with my my parents and stuff but I never really knew that this was a trajectory that I this was the career that I wanted to go. Right. Um and I I think till this day Jerry Maguire is a film that I I adore and I think is it's just like it pulls on the heartstrings and there's so many classic sayings that come from that Right?
0: Movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Then now that I look back at it, it could that could be a film that I was wondering how did how can it every time I watch this can it make me feel the same way and I would love to learn about that like yeah. how, how to make things do that to you. So I think that that's.
0: I love that answer, though. I mean, you had me at hello. I mean, it's such a simple line, but <laughs> yeah, it still plays so well. And I mean, and that movie had such a clear sort of emotional arc while still sure. being entertaining as all hell, you know? For sure. You loving me now,
1: Jerry? Show me the
0: money. Show me. Oh, of course, me yeah.
1: <laughs> like, these are all classics. And, and that sort of thing gets me excited about films, how you can, you know, create this capsule and create this moment in time. And carry it through yeah. generations. It's, it's pretty amazing. So That might be the moment. One of the, one of the times I was watching Jerry, Jerry Maguire, I'm sure I, was, I could just learn how to do this. I love it. I love it. Now, I mean, just last question
0: TIFF is happening. Mm-hmm. You're walking down the street, you meet someone, they're like, oh, you're a filmmaker. Oh, you've got a short film pro. You're in a short film program. Mm-hmm. If they don't understand the value of short film, What do you say to them to say, you know what, I'm going to go buy a ticket to a short film program? Not necessarily yours, but even just short film program in
1: general. So, sorry, the question is, what would I say to them to make, to push them to To to
0: push them to sort of experience short film for the first time.
1: Mm. And they're not a filmmaker?
0: No, they're just a general 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 person. person on the street.
1: I would say to them... There's something nice about watching a story take place in under a feature length, Yeah. Something digestible, something that you can... Because there's a, I I mean, I know people that, you know, fall asleep in two-hour movies. Right, yeah. So this is something that can be done that you can go in and watch maybe half an hour or less yeah. film and you can get a, a full story and feel a certain way and have a new perspective on life, possibly. Yeah. And tip is... It's just... That if you want to be around like a bustling on energy I'm sure TIP is the place to go yeah. uh, and see something
0: you know yeah and it's proof positive and you can still be cinematic in sort of that truncated space yeah and, I mean I think it's absolutely a beautiful thing
1: yeah it is very much so and there's so much still possible with you know film it I still think is very young and there's so much more to explore oh amen yeah yeah if anybody's feeling doubt and afraid of that, this is it. We've, we've reached the peak. AI is taking over. It's not the case. No, absolutely. No, yeah. I love that. That's yeah. a great note to end on, man. But honestly,
0: Casey, just thank you again for the time, man. And just congrats on the short. Thank you so much, Dave. righty. And don't forget to, uh, to visit our friends over at Bay Street Video for all your DVD, Blu ray rental, or purchasing needs this summer, as they are still open for curbside and some mailing delivery as well. Over at 1172 Bay Street, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, you can give them a call at 416 964 9088. That's 416 964 9088. Or send them an email at Bay Street Video TO at gmail.com for any of your DVD and Blu-ray needs.